Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Figure It Out. Hello. This is our um, American Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. hope you're feeling thankful. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Marlena Arjo, if you weren't aware. I am... I am from California. I am in Portland, Oregon. I am the owner of a cat. I am a a student of forensic psychology. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Lena Fredström. I uh, am born and now live in Stockholm. It's a weird way to say it. I'm <laughs> from <laughs> Stockholm, Sweden, and I work in pub- public policy, politics. <laughs> so we're talking about water slides. Yeah. Are you a fan of water slides? Absolutely not after this week's research. <laughs> but even before that, I would say it's a lukewarm feeling. So I, I used to be a huge, a huge water, water slide fan. But after the incident that you are talking about, mm-hmm. I have not been on a water slide since. No. I, horrifying. It is truly um, horrifying. It feels like a very... <laughs> It's like a very close encounter with death (laughs) for us. Yeah, it's basically about us. Yes. (laughs) A first-hand encounter. Basically our story. Yeah. (laughs) But even in my, like, best memories of water slides as a child, like, you're getting hurt. Yes. You're getting, like, bleeding and (laughs) bruised. (laughs) I was saying the exact same thing today. I was like... It's always that you're you're coming out there with some kind of like scrape, like just like there's blood in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Even my like ten out of ten best water slide memory, I'm like <laughs> bleeding out of my nose horribly. Yes, like, exactly. You just like go into a wall. A <laughs> yeah. I also have like really bad memories of like a water slide where you like like in Sweden where you go down. Like, you're just in the water, and it just, like, it keeps, like, pushing you down under the water with, like, the stream. <laughs> and, like, that's, those are my best and worst memories when I'm, like, I love it, but I'm also, like, terrified. Oh, my God, this is so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, you, like, somehow, like, turn it on against yourself. I'm, like, why am I so bad at swimming? Like, this should be... <laughs> Be a blast! <laughs> oh my god, I actually I talk about why you're so bad at sl- at swimming in a water park. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Perfect. So um, forgiveness. I'll for just me. get started. Yeah, go ahead. So, so water slides are like insanely popular. Um, there are 1,300 water parks in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, that's the most recent data I could find, but I didn't look that hard. <laughs> um, 85 million people visited water parks in the U.S. that year. That is a big number. That's a lot of people. Uh, the Disney water parks reached capacity often as early as 11 a.m. So they mm-hmm. are very popular. And that's all the lead up I have. I'm just going to go straight into telling you in detail about one specific water park (laughs) (laughs) which people maybe have heard of because there's a a documentary about it which I did watch but it's called Action Park and it was a amusement water park in New Jersey that opened in the late 70s and for some reason I feel like every famous person like every famous New York person went to this water park Okay. <laughs> and like has like horrific stories where they're like, Yeah, but my 
my buddy lost his arm there. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was owned by a former Wall Street investor named Gene Moldehill, who I believe was like kicked off of Wall Street and then was like, I'm going to open a water park. <laughs> Um, it was extremely popular among New Yorkers, and so it's called Action Park, but there's a list of nicknames for it, which I think is just so funny, <laughs> such as Traction Park, Accident Park, and then my favorite was Class Action Park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I love that Action Park is such a vague name, like it's so, it's so much, the fact that like someone couldn't even sit down like brainstorm the idea, so he's just like, I'm, I need to build this right now, I can't think about it. <laughs> the park itself, by all the descriptions I read, was just like insane, like, like someone put a child in charge of making a water park. <laughs> so in 1986, they reported over 110 serious injuries that year, including 45 head injuries and 10 fractures. But that's just the injuries they reported. And this park, like I'll get into this later, but they were notoriously bad about not reporting injuries. And they were like constantly in trouble for like saying no one got hurt there. and People got hurt there constantly. <laughs> so there's three parts to the park. I'm only going to talk about the water world, but the other two parts also include a bunch of non-water rides that are just absolutely insane as well. <laughs> so if you want to watch the documentary, it's on HBO. It's called Class Action Park. And I, I would say it was very good. <laughs> I did not just watch the documentary and, like, type out everything they said. I did more research than that, <laughs> but it's worth it to see the, the slides. Yeah, yeah. So some of the main issues with this park are, like, the normal ones, like, poorly trained and actively drunk teenagers that, like, run the ride, which I think you get at every water park. Mm, yeah. But then there's also some insane issues, like water slides that just don't make physical sense. Like, just... <laughs> cartoon style water slides is it the one that is just like goes straight down i've seen like a picture like someone that's just there's like a there's 90 one degree. That is nearly vertical <laughs> so now i'm just gonna go through a lot of the, the slides and rides yeah i'm excited to hear you like how how you describe them because i feel like my vocabulary is poor <laughs> in this area so it will help me for my for my part <laughs> An English lesson. <laughs> so, starting with the most famous slide of theirs, which is called Cannonball Loop. It opened in 1983, and visually, I would say it looks like something a child drew. <laughs> um, and I'm just gonna send you the picture of it. Okay. It's it's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> so yeah, it's. It includes a full 360 loop at the end, like what you'd see on a roller coaster, but it's just a slide. How, like, how often do people get, like, just stuck in the... Well, so often that they actually added a hatch in that loop to extract people who were stuck. <laughs> it was only open for about a month total. Okay. But it's so scary. So first they send through, like, the crash test dummies that come out just completely dismembered and decapitated. <laughs> and then they're like, this is fine. So he offered, the owner, Gene, offered to pay employees $100 to go through it. <laughs> and that's the equivalent of $241 in today's Ooh, money. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the employees that did test it reportedly said $100 did not buy enough booze to drown out that memory. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the common injuries were just classic bloody noses, broken bones, bruises, back injuries. But 
many people lost teeth in the slide, which then became lodged in the side of the slide. So people would go down and come out with these huge cuts from the teeth (laughs) in the slide. That's so much like a horror story. Like, it's just... uh... It's really horrific. I could not come up with something that gruesome. It's absolutely insane. (laughs) So next is, like, the incredibly popular Tarzan swing. Which is just a, a little thing you hold on to and you swing into the water. Yeah. <laughs> but the water is straight from a fresh spring and it's freezing cold. Yeah. I went to summer camp at a place with a freshwater spring. And we used to have competitions to see who could hold their hands in the water longest because it's so cold it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and so you would swing into this water and then people would go into shock <laughs> and forget oh. how to swing. <laughs> So in 1984, one man died of a heart attack after swinging into the water. And, like, it's not official, but people say that it's possible that he had a heart attack because the water was so cold. Well, why did they keep the water so cold? It was just straight out of a spring. It was straight into, like, a river. So so this was just part of the park. They just, like, had a river. Yeah, they, they had a river and they were like, the- let's, just, let's just put a swing in it. <laughs> Sounds cheap. Sounds like you can pay for the, the legal fees. I didn't include this in my notes, but I heard the documentary that he had to get insurance to have a water park, but didn't believe in insurance. (laughs) So he made his own insurance company that he then paid for insurance through. But then whenever someone like got hurt or sued, he'd be like, well, my insurance doesn't cover that. So (laughs) it sounds exactly like someone who would be kicked off Wall Street and start an incredibly dangerous water park. (laughs) So then there's Surf Hill. Which is basically just a really big slip and slide down a hill. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with what that would look like because the frat house behind my college apartment used to make a homemade version with trash bags <laughs> every summer. <Yeah. laughs> was it the same uh, level of safety regulation? Uh, most likely, yeah. <laughs> so the drunk employees would send patrons down way too fast. So there's like constant collisions, <laughs> people hitting each other at the bottom. The seventh lane was known as the backbreaker. Oh, no. And it had an extra little slope at the end that would allow riders to get some air. <laughs> and injuries were so common that Gene Mulvihill created a viewing deck so the employees could go watch riders get hurt or, like, women lose their bikini tops. Next, <laughs> we have Geronimo Falls, which is two different water slides that are kind of separated from the rest of the park to take advantage of the nearly vertical hills in that area. Yeah. <laughs> These are nicknamed H2O No. <laughs> They're so steep with such short barriers on the sides that if you rode in at any possible angle other than, like, flat on your back with your arms crossed like you're supposed to, you'd fly off the track and fall down the hill. And so people got, like, just numerous serious injuries by flying off of it and down the steep <laughs> hill. And then the best case scenario, you would receive what I, I read was called a freshwater enema <laughs> from crashing into the pools at the bottom at such high speeds, like, butthole first. <laughs> Next, we have Roaring Rapids. (laughs) And that, so they closed Action Park and then, like, reopened it with, like, actual safety measures. So Roaring Rapids still is open today under the name Thunder Run. 
Okay. But it's your basic raft-based whitewater ride. But it was so, like, poorly designed that it was just, like, broken legs, collarbones and noses, dislocated knees, shoulders. Like, someone in the documentary said that people would get out and they'd have, like, one shoulder, like, six inches below the other because it was fully dislocated during the course of the ride. And then they also had another raft ride called Colorado River Raft Ride, which was originally supposed to be a lazy river. But then Gene Mulvihill was like, no, I think I want this to be a realistic simulation of, of level four river rapids. So it was so rough that riders would hit their heads on other riders' heads, no. or they'd hit them on the walls. The rafts would go so fast that they would fly over the sides of the ride and just out. And it includes a tunnel at one point, which features rough and jagged rocks that Riders would be cut on if they put their hands too far out. <laughs> then we have the Aqua Scoot, which I just think that's a really funny name. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a long slide made out of factory rollers, mm-hmm. like what you'd find in an assembly line. So you would slide down the rollers on a plastic sled, and then at the bottom there's like a really shallow pool that you would like, ideally you'd skim across it like a, a stone being skipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have to be seated in the sled at a very specific angle yeah. to skim like that. So if you lean too far forward, the sled will immediately sink and you'll go head first into the shallow water. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like the water at some points is like inches deep. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you lean too far back, then you will fall backwards off the sled and again, head first into the water. Yeah. And so both of these options just routinely resulted in severe head injuries. Best case scenario, though, you do skim across, but the other riders are set down right after you, and so they skim right into you as soon as you get <laughs> the bottom. Next, we get to the wave pool, which was nicknamed the grave pool. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's huge. It could hold 500 to 1,000 people and was constantly overfilled, so people were, like, shoulder to shoulder. At its steepest point, it is 8 feet, or almost 2.5 meters deep. Yeah. But the waves were so intense that even in, like, the shallowest areas, they would reach 40 inches or one meter high. So you'd get in where you could touch and then not realize that, like, minutes later you'd be in over your head. Yeah. One of the issues with it is that people are used to waves in the ocean, which are salt water, and you have more buoyancy. Mm-hmm. And so these waves in fresh water are a lot harder to swim in. And so you feel just exhausted after being in there for a few minutes. Yeah. So people would get exhausted and try to rush to the side ladders to climb out. And then the ladders would become crowded and people would start pushing each other down trying to get out. And then the water's full of mud from like a nearby hill that was running off and also the blood from everyone who had bloody noses. What? (laughs) And so it's so like murky that you can't see anything under the water. So every few minutes, the lifeguards would shut off the water and then scan the pool for anyone that was, like, floating underwater that needed to be rescued. But what is... <laughs> I just... I, I have a question about the... Because for me, I, I imagine water parks as, like, you know, kind of um, not natural. It's not this, like, you found a lake yeah. and you established no, a water it's, park. No, it's chlorinated, and... it's chlorinated yeah, pool why water. why is there mud in the water? That's, that doesn't because sound right. The, it's... It's coming off a nearby hill and just going straight into the pool, and they're like, this is fine. There should be measures taken against that. Okay, okay. More than one person died in the wave pool. Okay. <laughs> and they just kept they just kept it open, or yeah. was it the same time like, that everyone died? Like, someone died, and they were like, oh, it'll probably be fine. And then someone else died, and they were like, 
Yeah, it's probably still fine. <laughs> now we're done with all the specific rides. I'm just going to talk about some of the issues with the park in general. Yeah. Drinking was one of the main activities in the park. And so it was constantly full of like drunk adults and teens because they also like, didn't card anyone. Okay, so this is the customers are drunk. Yes. Or the, okay. Yes. Yeah. And the employees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone is drunk. <laughs> it was so common for someone to just fully take a shit in the water. That they would call it a code brown. <laughs> Again, they were only required to report, like, serious injuries by law. But there's no definition of serious. So they would just get away with reporting almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, people would leave there regularly so injured. And they'd be like, but you weren't in the hospital, so not serious. <laughs> and it was such a big part of the local economy, because it's in a small town in New Jersey, mm-hmm. that the state regulators made very little effort to address the dangers in the park. They just let everything slide. And people in the area would report that you would, like, return to school in the fall and everyone would be covered in, like, horrible, like, bruises and <laughs> giant scabs and in casts. And you'd be like, oh, were you at Action Park this summer? Yeah, me too. <laughs> if you did get hurt and tried to sue, and Gene Mulvihill yeah. had lots of friends in, like, really high places. Like, he was even really good friends with Donald Trump. Oh. So he would refuse to ever settle and force you into like a long painful lawsuit and even if you did continue with the lawsuit he won like 97 percent of them and Mm. if you did win he'd refuse to pay the money unless you sent u.s marshals after him so one of the rides in the non-water area was called the alpine slide and a teenager died on it and he wasn't reported as a serious injury or death to the state of new jersey Mm-hmm. Because Jean lied and said that he'd worked in the park. The incident happened at night after hours and it had been raining. However, none of that is true. He was a paying customer during the day when it was completely dry and he still died. Yeah. But one of the things that I thought was interesting in the documentary was that the general consensus of people who were there as a child is that something like Action Park could only really happen in the 80s. Okay. Like someone even said, like, when you go to a water park, you're expecting it to be safe because most water parks are safe. Yeah. But Action Park wasn't like that. I don't think that's true. No. <laughs> in 2015, 4,200 people visited hospitals due to injuries sustained at water parks. Yeah. Water slides create way more injuries than roller coasters, such as scrapes, broken bones, and spinal injuries. And there's like routine drownings that occur at water parks constantly, especially wave pools. <laughs> They're also incredibly dirty. Other people might not care about this as much as I do, but I was horrified. <laughs> So cryptosporidium is a chlorine-resistant parasite that causes diarrhea, vomiting, things of that nature, fever. (laughs) And there's just, like, regular outbreaks in water parks. Yeah. And everyone's just fine with that. (laughs) In 2013, a 12-year-old girl named Callie Hardig went to an Arkansas water park. And a little while later, she started to develop some strange symptoms, such as severe headaches, fever, nausea, vomiting, stiff neck, seizures, and hallucinations. Mm -hmm. So she was rushed to the ER... And within 30 hours of developing symptoms, she was in critical condition because she was diagnosed with primary amoebic meningencephalitis. Okay. Which is a very rare disease caused by Nigleria fowleri, which is flesh-eating bacteria. Ooh. There are only five known survivors in North America of this disease. And this girl's one of them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And after she survived, she went back to the same water park, (laughs) which is just insane to me. (laughs) It's also such an amazing, uh, like, marketing thing for them. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's worth it. <laughs> but this, this bacteria tends to live in fresh water, such as lakes, rivers, and poorly chlorinated pools. Mm-hmm. There have been multiple instances in recent history of pools being shut down due to it being found during testing. But the reason it often goes unnoticed is because you don't get ill from it if you just drink the water. Only if you get it up your nose. So you hmm. could have been to hundreds of pools full of flesh-eating bacteria and have no idea because you happen to not snort the water that day. <laughs> the chemicals that are commonly used in chlorinated pools at the right concentrations can combine to create chlorine gas. So there's also been multiple instances of chlorine pools getting over-chlorinated, which results in this cloud of chlorine gas being formed. Yeah. And if you are in that cloud, you will have a burning mouth, stomach pains, vomiting, blurry vision, or at high enough concentrations, death. This happened in 2014 in a water park in Michigan, and more than 50 people were exposed to it, with 26 being hospitalized. Wow. And then it happened again a year later in a water park in California, and 34 children were affected. Finally, (laughs) um, a lot of water parks rely on electricity to make certain rides run. Yeah. Malfunctions that cause the water to become electric are not unheard of so our our old friend action park had a death when a man fell out of a kayak into water near an underwater fan that had malfunctioned and he was electrocuted and died more recently in 2017 five people in turkey were electrocuted at a water park and all died so what i figured out is you should not go to water parks (laughs) no and but i i think i like I really agree with the thing that, like, in a way, you expect it to be safe. You're like, yeah, but they must have tested this, right? But then at the same time, you always come out there just, like, bleeding from something. Like, it's... Yeah, they're horrific. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's weird that we're so... That we think it's worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so much fun. But what what happened to Action Park, did you say? It got shut down, but I think it's newly reopened with like new safety measures mm. but the original owner is dead i think it's run by his son now and he was never like prosecuted for um, jail, i think the reason it originally shut time. down was because he had so many lawsuits stacking up that he couldn't afford to oh, okay. to pursue them all and keep the park open but he never went to prison for it no he mm. just owed a lot of money but even his son was like no that that shit was insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah and i i think this hits close to home because we were almost <laughs> victims of it. <laughs> this is basically the story of us and our uh-huh. <laughs> experience. I'm going to talk about Slitterbahn, a water yes. park in Kansas City. Uh, no but first, we should talk about our, our personal coll- connection to Slitterbahn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in 2015, I was visiting Kansas. Uh, <laughs> Three years after having been an exchange student uh, in your high school. And mm-hmm. I remember that summer being incredibly hot. Maybe it was a, like just average temperature for you, but it was, it was very warm for me. Everything over 75 degrees is incredibly hot, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And this was at least 90, but I think it was more. Um, yeah. But you and it's I... humid. Yeah. You and I and my host family... Uh, decided to kind of like seek some refuge from this heat uh, in the cool attractions of Slitterbahn <laughs> Water Park. That's what my notes say. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I can't, I don't think I went on the ride. Did you go on the ride? 
We did not go on the ride. I know that for a fact because when we got home, my mom asked me if we went on the ride. Yeah. And I was like, no, the line was too long. Yeah. And she was like, how could you not go on this ride? It's like a famous ride. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and the ride we're talking about is the the once the world's tallest water slide. Is it called the Verrukt? Verrukt. Verrukt. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I should have. <laughs> I feel like your German uh, pronunciation was better than mine. But Verrukt. Verrukt. Um, which means like insane the common word used to describe water slides i found oh really <laughs> just uh, like <laughs> the general idea of them just absolutely crazy <laughs> out of your mind nuts yeah yeah and um so we we only moved around it in the in the water park uh and we did see it and it it was insane yeah and uh, we did see a lot of people go on it um, and this was only the second year that it was um, mm-hmm. active. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I knew it was new, though. It was it was opened on July 10th in 2014, and it was shut down in 2016. So during those two years, we got the chance to see it. But I'm going to start with a much less interesting story <laughs> about an accident. Uh, we'll in, circle back to that one. In Sweden. Um, <laughs> to the trauma we basically witnessed. We yeah. <laughs> were practically there when it happened. <laughs> but I've always been... I've always been a fan of water slides, but maybe not of, like, really tall... Uh, those really tall ones, like the rides. Because the... Verrykt, mm. and also the one I'm going to talk about, is... I mean, it is a water slide, but you're in some kind of uh, raft when you're riding. Uh, mm. So it, mm-hmm. it's... It's in the it's a hybrid kind of thing to a roller coaster mm-hmm. I would say or like another type of ride uh, even if there's mm-hmm. water involved. And 9 years before this in Sweden uh, in 2000, 2006 in a much smaller water park or in a much smaller uh, amusement park I will say and another accident kind of maybe spurred my fear of, <laughs> of this. Uh, but as a child, I would always go and visit this amusement park in Sweden, the biggest one. And it was like the, the my, my favorite thing of the whole summer. And uh, one of my favorite rides was called Flume Ride. Do you know what a flume is? I am picturing when you say that, like a, a log with people sitting in it. <laughs> that goes down like a thing. And I think the only reason I picture that is because Roller Coaster Tycoon has like the flume log ride and that's what it looks like. So yeah. that's that's what I'm picturing. Exactly. So a flume originally it's like a it's like a way of transporting logs like back in the day oh. when you like actually Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, so it's it's like similar to an aqueduct in that it's like you you're okay. like transporting water but but it's the flume is not made to transport water. It's just using water as a means of transportation for okay, logging. Okay, I know industry. exactly what you're talking about. So the, so the flume, right? Also, I ride, think Bon Iver uses the word flume in a song. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a song called Flume, even. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to that now with a different... You know. it's, I feel like Bon Iver is Thanksgiving music. True. It's like late November music. It's very... <laughs> november in my opinion <laughs> that's yeah that's gonna be 
that can be your recommendation for the week. But yeah, so the so the flume was originally it, it served a purpose, but nowadays you only use it to kind of inspire this this type of water slide ride. Um, and in in Sweden, in the Swedish amusement park, there was the flume ride that um, you would you would sit in a in a little raft or a little boat that was shaped like a a log, and uh, you'd go down kind of this scenic landscape in in this flume. And then in the end, there was a quite steep uh, fall, uh, like a water side down to the beginning of the ride. That's exactly like Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> I wonder which... I, actually, I know there's one in the Philippines as well, so it might be a very general, like, this concept uh-huh. of a <laughs> good ride. <laughs> but in 2006, this ride ended terribly for a woman in her 30s who was riding the flume ride <laughs> for the very first time. <laughs> And oh, no. <laughs> I found a very like a very dated like step by step account of how this accident happened. It's not that interesting, but it was still very like detailed. Uh, but she was riding with her daughter and a friend, and they were like in the ride, and you're not like um, strapped in or anything. You're just like sitting in the boat, and it's like perfectly safe in general. But but she was like really freaking out at the end of the ride, and she like panicked and, and stood up and like. You're in, oh, no. and the flume is very like um, narrow, so you can touch the sides. So she was like trying to, she like uh, reached out of the boat and like tried to hold on to the sides of the flume, I guess, and <laughs> tried to like hold the boat back so that it wouldn't go over the over the hill and like down the slide. But obviously she couldn't like keep it close, uh, keep it still. So so the boat like kept going, and she kept holding on to the flume so she was she like <laughs> fell out of it uh, but then she was um, the water uh, got a hold of her and she fell down the water slide uh, just in the water and it and it's not designed for that at all but then the worst part is that another boat had already passed the like because someone saw this and like pressed the emergency stop button but it was too late so that other boat had already like gone past the stopping point point. So this is the the hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this thousand pound log came oh, no. right at her uh, at like forty miles per hour, and it like crashed into her head, and she got really severe head injuries. But ultimately, she did actually survive. So it was like a <laughs> somewhat happy ending. Uh, but but to be honest, I feel like that was a little bit her fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think this is like. There wasn't actually a problem with the ride. It was more that she panicked and like broke Maybe they all the instructions. Them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I guess that would have actually helped. Like she would have just like hurt her hands probably. Mm. Um, but I looked this up, and apparently, like the exact same ride is found in like the Philippines, and they had the exact same type of accident <laughs> that year oh in two thousand six with like a twelve year old girl who like panicked and tried to get out of the boat. But she actually fell to her death because she like she like fell out of the flume as well, which was apparently up in the air. Very sad, but but I think the the flume rides <laughs> seem then to. That, if that's happened multiple times, then that's a that's an issue with the flume, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but the flume is actually the flume ride is still <laughs> is still going in Sweden at least. So so it, it's it's. Um, no one was prosecuted for that. I think they just saw it as an accident and um, kept it kept it running. And it's still immensely popular. Uh, 
And maybe they just increased, like, the warnings before. Like, you can't mm-hmm. get out and, like, know that you're going to have to, like, go to it down this fall. So, but basically, like you said, like, it was it was more people. The, the the human factor or like the per the, the people who were riding the boat that were kind of making it happen <laughs> not, not to victim blame uh, but uh, but this, they were asking for it <laughs> <laughs> but the same cannot be said for uh, Ferrykt uh, in yes. Fyrbon water park in my mind hold on in my mind. We were there, like, a week before this happened, yeah. but when you said the timeline, it was, like, a year. <laughs> yeah, it was the, a full year after. Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> like, mentally, I'm like, oh my god, we missed it by a week. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I mean, in a very long <laughs> lifetime, we were still very close to it. Yes, it could have been us. But <laughs> <laughs> it was the world's tallest water slide in the world. <laughs> that is literally what my notes say. The tallest... <laughs> Okay, it's the world's tallest water slide. In 2014, it opens, uh, standing at 169 feet. 169 feet, uh, with rafts dropping from 17 stories high, uh, hitting up to 65 miles per hour. That just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, from from the beginning, this is a horrible idea. Uh, so it's kind of shaped like a... a so, so you go down like a, a tall slope, and then... You kind of hit yeah. this little hill or like hump. It's like a long squiggle. Yeah, like a squiggle. The the idea for the ferrykt was um, kind of uh, established in 2012, where the co-owner of Schlitterbahn, uh, Jeff Henry, together with the senior designer John Schooley, decided that we're gonna build the tallest uh, water slide in the world, and it's gonna be amazing, and it's gonna be insane. Um, My perception of how all water slides are designed is like one or two dudes is like, hey, what if we did this insane thing? And then they get zero input from like a single engineer. And then they're like, okay, let's put children on this. That is 100% what I, that is. <laughs> you just like, that, that was all I was going to say. No, but... Um, yeah, some background information on Jeff Henry. So, so Jeff Henry is a high school graduate uh, who opened a water park in Texas and then opened a whole bunch of other water parks. Uh, he has no uh, mechanical engineering uh, competencies um, and neither does this chief senior designer, John Schooley. But the senior designer has no engineering background. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the, the word designer can mean anything. It can just be like that you painted this squiggly <laughs> thing and you were like, we're going to build this. <laughs> Drew it out on a napkin. <laughs> so they started in 2012 and apparently the project was very hastily done because uh, they were really excited to be on this uh, reality TV show about amusement parks oh. on, on the travel channel. Um, I'm trying to think what it was called. Um, it was like the most extreme water parks or something, water sites or something. So they were like, mm-hmm. we're going to be on this and we're going to... Oh yeah, Extreme Water Parks is the name of the show. So it's... <laughs> they they know what they're getting at. Schlitterbahn and Jeff Henry were, were going to be on it. And they were going to be the winners of the show, basically. But uh, so Jeff Henry was in the, in the water park industry known as the Wizard of Wet... 
the Lord of the Slides, and the Aquatic Walt Disney. So he was uh, a well-known character. and A lot of nicknames in the water park industry, <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> but also, like, a lot of names that are, like, not that witty. Like, the... Or, like... Yeah. They they don't seem to like work work around till they have like the perfect one. They seem to just like mm-hmm. well let's throw all of them in there and <laughs> yeah. see what sticks. Yeah, let's just do them all and see what sticks. <laughs> and that seems very much like the process that was behind the building of this water slide. I saw this like insane just like a video of when they were like building it and like testing it. And they just had like a raft going down the slide and they were put like sandbags in it to like mm-hmm. A substitute for people, and the raft would just go flying off the like it was not, <laughs> it did not look safe, and they were just like laughing. Like, imagine those people with no engineering background, they're just like, Whoa, gotta have to try again. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> and even in like the end of June of 2014, when they so this is like just days before they actually opened the ride the Extreme Water Parks episode was filmed. It was like, it was still not working right. It was still like going too slow or too fast. And it was like, they had to do retakes just because it was not, it was no, not going well. He was like, hey, I'll give anyone $100 who wants to ride this thing. (laughs) No, I bet he did, but I I have no, I have no sources on that, but. Okay, but I will I will just now quote an email back from 2012 when Jeff Henry was like really eager to have this done as fast as possible. He emailed to Schooly, his friend and senior designer, and some other people, and he wrote, We all need to circle on this. I must communicate reality to all. Time is of the essence. No time to die. I have to God, micromanage this now. This is designed this is a designed product for TV. Absolutely nothing can cannot be anything else. Speed is a hundred percent required. A floor a day. Tough schedule. Jeff. So he just oh, like no. gives off a very unserious, like unsafe uh vibe to me but but one thing they kept running into when building the slide was that the rafts would get uh, go too fast and they would in this little hump the end of the squiggle they would uh, go airborne so they would kind of fly off the off the slide so that was a problem that they didn't know how to really fix i feel like looking at that i'm like put the raft on a track yeah That seems like what I would try first. <laughs> yeah, and like if it was like an actual roller coaster, they could have done this. But I feel like water slides are just in this like in between space where they're like, yeah, but it it, can just, think... it just needs to go. But think about like Splash Mountain. Yeah. That's on a track and yeah. that's still a, a water ride. Yeah. If if someone could have told them that, that would have <laughs> saved, saved us a lot of... I feel like if they had just anybody that wasn't out of their mind in the room (laughs) yeah exactly but the problem is and here we come down to to the so there there were insane people trying to build this insane ride but then there was also insane legislation in kansas making this possible because uh, kansas state law doesn't like require anyone with any credentials to like mm. be part of building this kind of like you don't need any inspections by like a state agency that's like is this safe for people to go on 
Uh, That's horrific. <laughs> yeah, so, so it was just like no one came to check on it. It was just possible for them to like, we're going to build this very, very tall thing and throw people off of it, basically. <laughs> but like I said, the problem was that the, the rafts would go down the hill and in the jump, they would kind of like go airborne and fly off the slide. So they said, well, what we can do is put like a safety net around so so that no one will actually fly off. the. It will just like hit the hit the net and then go that go down uh, and that's what they did uh, and like i said in july 2014 it opened uh, and right before that they had a consultancy firm come in and do tests and say like give their opinion on the ride and they said that you should absolutely not open this ride <laughs> it's not safe it posed a substantial and unjustifiable risk of death or severe bodily harm is what they wrote and they also said, if you are going to open it, you have to have an age limit of at least 16 years. Um, because kids should not be getting on this thing. Uh, but at the time of opening, it was open to everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> young children could absolutely go on there. This is in 2014. And uh, in the time from there to uh, 2016, in July, when it closed down, uh, there were at least 13 non-fatal inju injuries suffered by guests who rode the ride. Oh my god! Very little of it was reported and they didn't really look into it. But it was very common mm -hmm. for people to kind of, yeah, go airborne. Like the raft would fly off the side and you would hit the, hit the roof or this netting and hurt yourself. So the netting was like held up by hoops, right? Yeah, so there were metal, like, pulling it. Yeah, like metal croquet hoops. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, this leads us to 2016, uh, when Scott Schwab, who was, I think he was a state legislator at the time. Okay. So he brought his wife and four sons to the park, uh, and he was a Republican state representative for Olathe. And he had come to Schlitterbahn because it was elected official day, which is a day where state legislators are invited for free into the park. God. <laughs> they were, uh, the boys, the sons were running, running around, having a great time. And Scott, the father and state representative, asked his son, Caleb, uh, 10 years old, to bring his brothers with him and to stick together when they were going to go on the frykt. Um But luckily, Caleb didn't. Uh, and he, he went up there and left his, his little brothers were below, waiting for him. But he went on the ride with two, two other people, a pair of sisters. And they got assigned the raft B. And this specific raft had been reported multiple times for having like an more than other rafts it would go airborne and like um so so staff had urged management to like look into it time and time again but it it was still in in rotation and like i said the safety net was there to to make sure that no one would actually go off the slide but the net it's so far up you die <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like exactly like you're not even just injury like it's so high that you would just fall to your death yeah <laughs> this is this is why i didn't like do research until the very last minute because it was so it was so gruesome but like but they went on the on the ride and they went down the slide and at this little hump uh they went into the air and the like the set the, the pole like the metal 
pole holding the net. Caleb was basically decapitated by this pole. And so, so, because they were coming at it in a very high speed. Yeah, <laughs> the, the raft came down and, and the body came down and the head came, came down. So the rumor I heard was that it was blood, raft with body, head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, his little brother saw it happening and came running back to his parents. Uh, but they weren't left. They, they, people were stopping them from going uh, closer because people realized they didn't want to see that. So multiple people, very, uh, like, various staff members and... Uh, like independent consultants and firms had asked them to like to not have this ride uh, <laughs> open to anyone, and especially not children. Uh, so it was it was an accident that shouldn't have happened, and there were so many warning signs from the number of accidents that they had had before. The the Frykt wasn't ever run again. Like this was the it was this is definitely the last time it was ever opened. Uh, but it was still left in the park for a very long time. Uh, so it wasn't mm. it wasn't de- de- demolished until 2018. So for a very long time, trying to enjoy a, a yeah. fun day at the water park with this <laughs> hulking <laughs> remains of a killer. <laughs> yeah, there's just like you know, the, remember the like the slow what is it called? Oh, the the lazy river. Yeah, the lazy river that you can go around in the water park. I just imagine people Staring going around up. there and just like looking at it and not having an amazing time at the park and. Yeah, so the Schlitterbahn water park of Kansas City was shut down in or this the start of like demolishing the all the the rest of the buildings uh, started in 2021. Um, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. So since 2021 uh, in September, it's completely gone. So now it's just kind of empty space. I can imagine business has not been great since a small boy was decapitated. No, no, I think that was a it was a difficult, <laughs> difficult thing for the finances. And also in April of 2017, uh, so like less than a year after Caleb's father Scott, uh, what is this like? Scott Schwab, um, held a, a speech to the Kansas legislators, and and. Uh, asked for a strengthening of the law on like amusement ride inspections. Oh, so, I didn't realize that. So he I had heard a rumor that he had been like one of the one of the legislature legislators that had been for the loose laws prior. Probably. I actually didn't didn't find anything about that, but that was maybe just a rumor though. <laughs> that's it's very possible. Cuz I like like you said with the New Jersey one like I guess there are weird incentives like that you want to you want to have mm-hmm. like so with this with the Slitterbond, they like Missouri in the neighboring state had tougher like, legislation, so that mm-hmm. might be a big reason for why it was open in Kansas and not Missouri. I think that is a reason, yeah. Brings business, but yeah, I think it's just it's interesting with the um, with your guy. What was his name? Gene Mulvihill. Mulvihill, and also Jeff Henry. That these are just like complete lunatics who are like. <laughs> In some way, like they're they're just allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah, just like because the 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 origin story is that like uh, Jeff was just like met someone at like a, mm-hmm. some kind of fair, and they were like the the people who were doing this extreme water side show, and they were like, 
yeah, we wanna we're looking for some really cool extreme parks and he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna build you something crazy. Uh, <laughs> he said he once said to USA to today, I've always set out to break break all the records. I want to be the first at the bar to buy a drink and I wanna be the first to meet a pretty girl and I wanna be the first at everything. Um so he really, really well, pushed this. I think this. he was the first to decapitate a ten-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so he got that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was not the sentence to any... Yeah. Like, like they found him not guilty. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, all the criminal charges were dismissed. Um, and it was just that, yeah, they found him to be crazy, but crazy, but not a criminal. But I saw pictures of him from the from the like yeah, from the trial, and he he looked uh, he looked distressed. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he might have regretted this thing about being first. Um, I would hope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think this is all I have on the on the water. That was the that was perfect. Water. That's a pretty rough one. Yeah, but I mean Schlitterbahn did close down the ride after it killed someone mm-hmm. which is more than you can say about action park <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i wonder if it was just like because it was so extremely grim that it was because <laughs> if it would have just been like you know like a, a head injury and someone them dies mm-hmm. in the hospital it's like but the fact and that there's, you have to you like, can, like google and see that like i was forced against my will just by existing on the internet at the time to see the pictures of like the bloody slide wait really I didn't yeah. notice. Have you, have you not seen them? No, no. I. <laughs> this is exactly what I was afraid of. <laughs> it's grim. <laughs> it's unpleasant. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. But you know what? He probably had a lot of fun right before. Right before. Yeah, exactly. It, it was really quick, I think. Yeah. It's, that's how they should, like, when you choose to do assisted suicide, if you're terminally ill, that's how they should do it. <laughs> Have an amazing time at the ride. <laughs> just don't go on water slides. We should just outlaw water slides. <laughs> we should ban fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's some, it, there's something very cute, I think, about humans just enjoying water. Water themed fun <laughs> and you're just like I want to go to this place all day and just be wet and like <laughs> go around in different speeds in different like yeah. one that's slow and one that's really fast and one that's like and like with the, with the like flumes that it's like uh, back in the day we used this for like they had a purpose but now we're just like riding around now you can them. just ride them <laughs> Yeah, it's like a common theme, I think, in water parks and like amusement parks, that things are just like old. Yeah. Like they're made to look really old. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe they just look really old because like water really like tears. <laughs> tears. I think one thing that maybe like a reason for why water park related injuries in Sweden is not as big of a thing is because like it's not that warm and like water mm-hmm. parks. There's a water park like really close to where I grew up, Sundevattenland. It's called for anyone mm-hmm. curious, uh, and it's uh, it's like it was like a joke that it would it would go bankrupt every year because it's too cold to have a water park. Like uh-huh. like no one wants to go there because it's like it's like four days a year when it's like a 
decent heat that you actually because it requires you to yeah. be like wet you can't and then you're gonna be, be cold. there in the cold yeah no so i also i think a lot of it has to do with legislature because the u.s has such weird laws around like personal responsibility when someone gets injured due to a company's reckless actions mm, yeah so i think you like compared to civilized countries that force <laughs> companies to be held accountable for their actions the yeah. u.s is like the wild west or we're like yeah. oh if you get hurt on this death trap we made you can sue us or you can just die yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe it's better for them to just make something extremely dangerous rather than just like just so you're so severely injured that you can't really yeah. bother to, to sue. everyone makes fun of the u.s for like how often we sue each other mm-hmm. that's because the government's like I don't know, figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you need to, like, someone needs to sue to get it sorted out. Like, we need a... Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just not happening. Yeah. We, we don't have any power over this as long as there's no, like, no court case to figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I'm not excited about water slides. Like, going into this, I wasn't that excited, but I was still, like, you know kind of thinking mm-hmm. they're fun. But now, especially your thing about the flesh-eating bacteria, I think added another dimension Horrifying. to my... Horrifying. <laughs> yeah. That's... And, like, you re- like when you think about it, obviously the water is going to be disgusting, but mm-hmm. when you're there... I, I kind of don't even want to go to a pool ever again. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I went from being a, a big fan of water slides to being terrified of them. Just because of the proximity that we were to a yeah. water slide death. Exactly. And now I, I feel more confident in that decision of this is not a good thing. No, no, we, we don't need it. I think just because like, yeah, I, I somehow imagined them to be safe. But now I realize that like, there's nothing standing Apparently, in the way. Of... You can just be an insane guy with an idea. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> Can just be the, the Walt Disney of the wet Walt yeah. Disney. <laughs> wet wizard sounds like a sex toy. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Also, I read that he, I think he actually was, Jeff Henry was actually uh, prosecuted for like some kind of drug possession, like m- having like me- me- methane. Oh, yeah. Amphetamine. These guys are taking a ton of uppers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be shocked if. A single water slide exists that wasn't created by a guy that had done a line of coke right before he had the idea for it. They're like, how tall should it be? And he's like, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) You're like 169 feet. That's where we're gonna... (laughs) That's a perfect height. Do we have some... You're good on time, so do you have some some recommendations? Um, No, you can start. I need to... Okay, I I planned some. I'm good at the recommendations part. You're also good at all the other parts, but this is where you, I, every time, outshine me. I don't think so. I just make you go first when <laughs> I am not ready, <laughs> and then I, I can pull it together. <laughs> okay, so my recommendations, I'm taking a different recommendation route this week. I'm also very nervous because I had to, to Google how to pronounce this word of this product I've been consuming for like five years <laughs> and I was I was wrong in my head of how it's pronounced so I have it written out on our like Google Docs for this episode <laughs> <phonetically>, so 
But my recommendation, I have two. First is for people that live near Trader Joe's. It is the season where they are selling their winter, their winter wassail, <laughs> and it is so fucking good. I feel like as an adult, you shouldn't just be drinking juice. Yeah. But I buy like four or five bottles of this a year and just like drink it straight out of the bottle. It's delicious. What, what is it for uh, no non-Trader Joe? It's just a, a juice... Like a mix of various juices that are spiced. So you're getting a vague juice, like a vague fruit flavor and a very heavy, like, clove and allspice flavor. It's I Sounds good. I, I'm a fan. Okay, cool. My other recommendation is that everyone just Google Dr. Joycelyn Elders. Because I recently found out about her and I think she's really inspirational and very cool. And it, it's... It's good for people to know about her and read about her, and it'll make you feel really good about the world if you if you research her. Okay, nice. She um, was a big advocate for sex education in the U.S., which we need. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to first also um, thank you for your... Because rec- you recommended the, the French Dispatch last yes. two weeks ago, I guess. And yes. I, I just watched it, and I also enjoyed it. I think it was funny. It is good. I, I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift's re-release of Red. Yeah. But that album is like 20 hours long. Yeah, I know. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's too many songs. Like, not all of them are great. I will... I'll take um, But I... Maybe like one song. I'll get back to you on whether or not I can confirm that I like it. Okay. And which one it is. Very exciting. But. A cliffhanger. I'm also I want to I want to take this space you can edit it out but I think uh, there was a, a a discussion in the US now about whether Jake Gyllenhaal should be cancelled <laughs> I think that's so annoying I think it was just like, so annoying she just I think it's a like I feel like you can just like say like I had a relationship with this person and it was it wasn't great and, like, it yeah. can just be that. Like, it can just be... And also, like, I wrote a song about it, and I'm an artist, and that's, like, uh, make use yeah. of this. But, like, I feel like people need to just take things, like, seriously <laughs> enough. But, like, don't, it's, not a, it's not a crime to be a bad boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like, leave him alone. So that's, that's all, all I wanted to say. Um... Don't cancel Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Just leave him alone. <laughs> Maybe, like, make some jo- jokes about him sometimes if you want to. Yeah. But... You you can make jokes, but you don't need to to send him hate mail. No. <laughs> um, That's a bit far. <laughs> yeah. It's so long ago. It's like, yeah. And even if it wasn't, I don't think it's not, it's not that bad. Anyways, um, my recommendation, it's very indie. I even I don't even know, <laughs> no. but it's I think it's a Swedish artist. His name is okay. Musette. M U S E T T E, and he has an Thank album called that. Yeah, <laughs> called Datum or like it means dates, um, and it's just a bunch of dates, uh, and it's in Swedish, but it's not. Like all of these songs are instrumental. Is that what it's called? There's no singing. Um, okay yeah so but and i just think it's like a really nice like background music it's very like calm and um yeah 
I I recommend it for for your November cozy. Yeah. Have, have holidays. Some Thanksgiving background music. Yeah. And also listen to Flume. <laughs> yeah, you can put on um Bon Iver when you're cooking. Yeah. And then during the meal, and you need something like a little bit less. Exactly. You can yeah. put this on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Actually, you know, th- this episode's coming out after Thanksgiving, so. Oh, it's too late. You're going to have, you can do it for Christmas, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> next year. You can plan next for next year. year. <laughs> In fact, it's possible that someone listens to this after its release day. So, uh-huh. so they, if you find it. In October 2022, we can <laughs> yeah, prepare. You can get ready. <laughs> and if you live near Trader Joe's, you, you'll know the perfect product exactly. for your non-alcoholic beverage needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really, we've given you a package deal here for the, for the perfect Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Uh, only if you live near a Thanksgiving. Or, <laughs> if you live near a, a Trader Joe's, otherwise you just get the, the one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's, we have to, it's, it's, uh, it differs how, how relevant all our information is, I think, uh-huh. depending on where you, where you are. In <laughs> We're the doing world. our best. It's on you if you're not <laughs> located in the right spot and listening at the right time. We can't, we can't make this work for everyone, but Spotify is available to most, most people. Yes. All right. Thanks. We're listening. Oh, wait, 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 have the, a... the, I, I always forget. Okay. <laughs> Please follow, subscribe, and rate us on the podcasting platform of your choice. You can also find and follow us on social media. We have a Twitter at figureitoutpod underscore and Instagram at figure underscore it out podcast. You can email us at figureitout.pod1 at gmail with any questions, concerns, or topic suggestions that you want us to cover. Feel free to (laughs) give us feedback on on whether this was too gruesome or uh, kind of... I feel like people are going to love this. They're just <laughs> eating up every, like, really grim... Like, okay, our, our episodes that are, like, I don't know, emotionally grim or, like, deeply grim, like, abortion and dieting, yeah. not huge fans, but, like, our, <laughs> our creepy, gruesome episodes, like, cryptids and ghosts, people are like, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so if we have to pivot to, like, a full-on horror podcast, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> I feel like I should have I should have been more explicit and detailed about the, the yeah. decapitation though. It's like walking the line of still having to have like a little bit of dignity yeah. but also wanting to pander to whatever our audience <laughs> wants. <laughs> it's very difficult. Like I see now why everyone is struggling yeah. with the with the limelight. <laughs> the, how do you stay true to yourself when the, when fame is so close? <laughs> Just, it's insane being this famous. It's yeah. so hard to find a good balance. All right. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>